Camp still has value. Please remember that. Please encourage your children, children's children, other people's children, anybody's children. Send them to camp, make a difference in their life. I could tell you story after story of lives and families who have been changed for all eternity. Every life shouts. Let's have a little quiz here this morning. Companies spend lots of money, lots of time in order to create what's called a brand, something that says something about them and what they do. So let's see how good you are. Finish the slogan. Kentucky Fried Chicken, it's... Subway. Kellogg's Frosties. Hire that guy. Nike. Just do it. Energizer. It keeps on going and going and going. I didn't know this last one because I don't like them. Skittles. Man, some of you guys must really like them. I saw that and I thought, how's that? I don't, I don't like them. Anyway, your image may communicate a brand, but your life shouts the real message. Lewis Cass says this, people may doubt what you say, but they will always believe what you do. Your life message, my life message, shouts. It shouts. Whether we're Christian or not, we convey a message to those around us simply by the way we live. If I were to ask your family, your friends, your co-workers, they would tell me what your life shouts. The question is, would it be the same as the brand message you're trying to convey? In 2005, Lance Armstrong, how many of you remember the guy? Sure. We've probably worn his little bracelet, Live Strong. We've probably seen his picture. We've probably maybe even watched him as he won the Tour de France seven consecutive times. He, over, he even overcame testicular cancer that had spread throughout his body. His brand was one of strength, one of power, and one of endurance. Companies wanted to have him as their slogan. Companies like Nike, Radio Shack, and the Bicycle Maker Trek. But then Armstrong's real life started to shout. There were allegations of doping. For a while, he was able to squelch the rumors. But eventually, the truth of his life came out. That he had cheated 
that he had doped, that he had lied to everyone, pierced the public brand image he had so carefully cultivated. And in 2012, Armstrong was stripped of his cycling titles and his sponsors dropped him like a skunk. His life spoke the truth and toppled his brand. You see, ultimately a life's message shouts more clearly and loudly than a brand message. Your image may communicate an outward brand, but your life shouts the inner message. We could, I, just one of the names that came to me as I was thinking about this. How many of you remember a name that had a real big brand? Name of Jimmy? Swaggart. What happened? His real life message toppled his brand. We've heard of presidents elect, politicians who claim to live for family values and morals, and yet their life then shares the real message. You may not have a national stage or a media platform, but you do have a public image to the people around you. Your family, your kids, your parents, your friends, your coworkers. That public image is a kind of brand that you project and cultivate. Unfortunately, most of us spend more time on our outward brand image than we do on our inner life message. I'm going to be real honest with you. I'm going to confess to you this morning I have an addiction. I began to play a game called The Settlers of Catan with our coworkers. Enjoy it tremendously. A lot of fun. We get together, we have supper, build our relationships, play Catan. Well, then one of them discovered that you can put it on your iPad or your phone. I've been spending way too much time on my iPad playing Catan lately. A whole lot more time than I've been spending with the Lord lately. And I'm really thinking about, okay, I've got to make some changes here. Because before long, your inner life message shows the truth. I don't know what your addiction is, what your problem might be, what you've got to overcome. I remember Ed Bowsman making this comment, if any of you remember the great evangelist. He didn't talk a lot. Man, but he could preach. He could preach like no one else. You know why he didn't talk much? He says, because the more I talk to you, the more I've got to talk to God. So he was worried about carrying through with that. Well, he knew he could spend so much time with God, but so that's what kind of led his life, a great man of God. But are we spending enough time with God on our inner message than we are with our outer message? 
Because at some point, the real you makes itself known. Actions yell louder than words. Some of the messages that our lives convey reflect habits we indulge in, things we do in secret that we think no one sees, or even not-so-secret habits that plague our lives. Peter. This is not Peter in the Bible. This is Peter who lived in the Bronx. Peter lived his life in the Bronx with his wife and his child. One day they decided, let's go out for a walk. A beautiful sight to see husband, wife, child, stroller, even on the busy streets of the Bronx. It was, it was a neat thing to see. As they walked down, something we didn't know, his wife didn't know, Peter had a problem. Peter was addicted to heroin. It had been a while since he had had a fix. And as they're walking down the street, he comes to a pawn shop and his heroin addiction became too much. He picks up the child, hands the child to the mother, grabs the stroller, goes inside, pawns it for a fix. He sends a message to his wife that day that his needs were paramount. That the sanctity of marriage and child rearing had nothing. Only his needs were important. That can shake a person's life and marriage to the core. Life messages sent. Life messages received. Drug addiction, sexual abuse, uncontrollable anger, pride, insecurity, dozens of other issues have etched indelible scars on our characters and personalities, both as the offenders and the offended. If you're the one who has been through that, you know the message that have been written on your life. Some of them carved there by you, some by others. And whether we've personally wrestled with those problems or not, we've all seen instances of them in families and individuals we know and love. Sometimes as you get to know people more, you hear the stories of the things that they've gone through in their lives that have etched indelible scars upon their life. And as you begin to think about those, you realize, well, this is why they did this or they did that. Life's messy. Some of it is a mess others have made for us, but a lot of it is a mess we've made for ourselves, sometimes in seemingly insignificant ways. April was a mother. She took her little boy to Mother's Day out at church. She came back to pick him up, and one of the workers pulled her aside. Miss April, she had a little hard time of keeping a smile off her face, but Miss April, I need to talk to you about something about your son. Today, he, he used a swear word in context, but totally inappropriate. Miss April was taken aback. Well, quite embarrassed. 
And, the, and she said, well, what did he say? And, and what was the circumstances? And the child care worker said, well, he was trying to put a toy together. And he just couldn't seem to get it to fit. And finally, in frustration, he stomped his foot and yelled a swear word. And April was totally embarrassed. Because she knew where he had heard it. At home. And she knew exactly who had said it. Her. It doesn't take you long when you have children to realize that they are always listening and they are always watching. And what you do speaks louder than what you say. Don't be that person who says, do what I say, not what I do. Be the same person. Our life choices shout a message to those around us. The messages we communicate by our lifestyles are the most important and powerful messages we send. People are watching and listening, not to the messages we wish we could give, but to the ones we can't help but give. What we show them by the way we conduct our everyday lives. Most of you know Billy Graham passed away a couple weeks ago. <clears throat> when I saw this uh, title to this article, I was a little taken back. It says this, Billy Graham's nephew is not grieving his death. The headline shocked me. Billy Graham's nephew isn't mourning his passing. I was afraid that some journalist had found a disgruntled family member who would disparage Dr. Graham's legacy. It turns out the opposite is true. Daryl Graham is the son of Billy Graham's brother, Daryl told reporters that the man he called Uncle Billy was the same person in private as he was in public. People who saw him on TV during one of his crusades might think, there's no way that he could be that good and straightforward in real life. But he was. He was meek, he was honest, and he was pure. I read another article just uh, the other day. Billy Graham, after being interviewed by Nancy Gibbs, one of America's most perceptive journalists and former editor-in-chief of the Time magazine, commented on the famous evangelist. <clears throat> when Gibbs and her co-author met Dr. Graham for the first time, this is what she said. What was most surprising to us was how completely disarming he was. We were struck by his humility, the gentleness, the quiet, confident grace. He seemed perhaps the most unguarded man I've ever interviewed. And for Nancy Gibbs, that's a remarkable statement. What explains Dr. Graham's humility and integrity? 
Here's what Billy Graham said was his greatest fear. That I'll do something or say something that will bring some disrepute on the gospel of Christ before I die. If we want our lives to impact our culture, we must make Billy Graham's greatest fear ours as well. Our life choices shout a message to those around us. Nowhere is this more true than in parenting. Listen, man, if you're just starting off, you better pray daily if you're parenting. It never shows up simply as a one-on-one transference. You like sports, kids do too. Or you like to do creative things, so do they. Instead, it appears dynamically and exponentially. The father who allows himself a drink each evening with supper gets a phone call from the state police that his son has been arrested for DUI. The mother who's obsessed with her appearance, learns her daughter has been struggling with an eating disorder. It's never a tit for tat. It's so much worse. That's why it's so important that we watch what we convey and what we do. The life you choose and try to hide will become a life that shouts. Who you are will emerge at some point and that will be your message to the world. Now look, I get that we have urgencies in our lives every day. Things distract us. Things call us out to be handled. The issue isn't that we all have jobs to perform and details of life to take care of. It's the pattern of behaviors that our lives become devoted to. Well, regardless of the circumstances of your past, listen to this, regardless of your past, you get today today to choose what your life message to the world will be from now on. Regardless of the sins and mistakes of your past, because of God's grace, the rest of your story has yet to be written. I've put three scriptures in here as a challenge for you. I hope that you'll go home and read them. I hope you'll go home and memorize them and that they will become a part of your life, that they'll become a part of your everyday living. One of my favorites, we often teach this to our summer staff and volunteers, Whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do it all to the glory of God. Whatever you do, remember who you're doing it for. In Matthew 1, we probably learned as a little child when he sang the cute little songs, this little light of mine. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they might see your good works. Not to see you, but so that they might glorify your Father 
who's in heaven. Let your light shine. Last, I like this one from 1 Peter. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Prove them wrong by the way you live because every life shouts. Every life has a message. <clears throat> well, I read, uh, I'm getting old, I'm forgetting names, but I remember a writer, he's a preacher, he made this comment, which I thought was very true. He says, everything you ever needed to know, you learned where? In kindergarten. Everything you need to know, you learned in kindergarten. And so I thought it's only appropriate that we sing a song that will help us to understand the message of this morning. How many of you remember singing the song, Oh, Be Careful? I do. It's not that difficult. So you kind of follow me. We're going to start with the eyes first. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. For the Father up above is looking down in love. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Oh, be careful, little ears, what you hear. Oh, be careful, little ears, what you hear. For the Father up above is looking down in love. Oh, be careful, little ears, what you hear. Oh, be careful, little tongue, what you say. Oh, be careful, little tongue, what you say. For the Father up above is looking down in love. Oh, be careful, little tongue, what you say. Oh, be careful, little hands, what you do. Oh, be careful, little hands, what you do. For the Father up above is looking down in love. Oh, be careful, little hands, what you do. Oh, be careful, little feet, where you go. Oh, be careful, little feet, where you go. For the Father up above is looking down in love. Oh, be careful, little feet, where you go. I encourage you to examine the message your life has been demonstrating. If the message falls short of the words you're speaking, ask God for his grace and forgiveness and let Christ have the pen to write the rest of your story. I encourage you to examine the message that your life has been demonstrating. Your public brand isn't ultimately going to hold up unless it mirrors your private reality. As we've seen from celebrities and politicians, you can't maintain a public image that is at odds with your inner self. What's inside you will eventually demonstrate to the world who you really are. Choosing your life message requires you to live intentionally 
consciously working to make sure that what you say and what you project reflect who you really are deep down inside. <clears throat> this has become one of my, uh, again, life verses, I guess, one of my life prayers from Psalm 1914. I hope that you'll go home and look it up as I pray it for us now. Bow with me. Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen.